Welcome listeners to Five Questions, a critical mass for the visual arts podcast in which we ask five questions of our interviewees aimed at positioning and contextualizing their bodies of work within the St. Louis art world. This time we're talking with Tim Portlock. Tim's current work combines special effects software and visual conventions of 19th century American painting to creatively simulate contemporary cityscapes. In recent years, his large format print images have depicted imagined landscapes populated with the empty buildings that surround his home in Philadelphia, as well as developments in post-boom and bust Las Vegas. Other work utilizes large outdoor video projections onto buildings, creating temporary public art that incorporates new media and visual language of murals while engaging with architecture and city space. He received a Pew Fellowship in the Arts. His exhibitions include Spring Break Art Show, Pulse New York, Broadstone Studios in Dublin as part of Photo Ireland 2012, the Tate Modern as a member of the artist collective Vox Populi, Christie's London represented by Philographica, the International Guerrilla Video Festival in Dublin, This Is Not a Gateway, a group exhibition of outdoor projections in London. He has also exhibited at the 404 Festival in Argentina and Italy, ISEA Japan, and Ars Electronica Austria. So first of all, um, here with with Tim Portlock. Thanks for being here, man. We appreciate your time. Thank you. So I'm going to just launch into the questions. The first question we always ask folks is just, just what what drives you to create art? Well, that my answer is diff- would be different at different stages of my life. I think right now, art is something that gives my life sort of a direction. It gives me things to think about. It gives me places to be. I really like how I have an idea based on something I've read and it develops an interest in something. And then I'll end up in some like weird place in the country that I would never have otherwise thought about being, you know, there was the, I came to this realization during the like 2008 economic collapse, I was making work about, you know, foreclosed homes. And, you know, there was a moment when I was like on the edge of like the city border of Las Vegas, like literally like where it goes from being like, not from like the city to complete desert and how like weird and amazing that actually was. And I like, there's no, I had no other reason to be there other than to be an artist, right? Mm -hmm. So I I really appreciate that. That's, That's what I, why I do it. I think when I was younger or when I was in my 20s, I was, I, I was doing it because I liked, it was an, um, a vehicle for making meaning you know, thinking about myself and what my place was or why I thought the way I did uh, and making uh, narratives about it that um, also directed me. Like, I don't, I'm not like a meaning, I'm not using art to make meaning now. I'm using it to direct how I operate in the world. But I think, you know, in my 20s, I was more like, what is the vocabulary that I use to operate, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. And so you so you kind of established that vocabulary and then you're kind of changing your, your focus. You know, I just, I just think that that became less important over time. Right. Like, uh, I mean, it sounds kind of trite, but it's like, well, I, I kind of did it and I experienced that and I thought about about it. And, um, you know, I, I grew up in a in Chicago 
which was really segregated at the time. And so I think that um, part, of, part of that phase is like working that out and thinking about that very critically. And then, you know, just circumstances in my life may have changed enough where it just wasn't as urgent to like think about that stuff anymore. I mean, I, I don't, you know, that's an interesting question that I'll have to, to, to ponder. Um, yeah. But I, it's, you know, it's not like I like resolve that stuff and now I can like move on to like a whole different like thing, you know, it's just like it, which just wasn't as important sure. to think about anymore. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. So where do, where does your work live and where would you like it to live? So that's a good question. I'm like, I have a lot of ambivalence about um, where where my art gets sh shown mostly, and then where I would like it to be seen. So, I've I've always had like this weird thought, like these these weird thoughts about like art galleries and how, um, you know, I like I like white cube spaces. I like making work that can be viewed optimally, but at the same time it's only that, that that limits the availability to like a certain demographic. And so I also try to make work that can be seen and experienced by a broad public. I think that in maybe like the last 10 or 15 years of my career as an artist, I've come to realize that like both activities can support each other. So like if I develop a profile at art galleries or have shows at art museums that can, um, in parts support these other kinds of like art activities that I'm, I'm interested in developing, like, you know, projecting art outdoors that's available to a very broad public. I mean, the other thing also about that is I think about, you know, making art for galleries and then like making art for a broad public is like requiring different types of subject matter, right? Like, I, I feel like, I'm, you know, I'm trained as a visual artist in like the very traditional Western sense. Like I'm steeped in, you know, Western art history and art galleries and art magazines. And part of me really, really enjoys making art that sort of fits within that context, right? You know, and that includes like subject matter and vocabulary and, and all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. um, when, I'm, when I'm thinking about making work for a broad public, I'm thinking about like a more popular vocabulary in a broader context, like advertising or like the shape of architecture, the place that it's gonna be seen. Yeah, um, so I guess kind of related to that, what do, you, what do you want kind of locally or for St. Louis either in, the, in terms of art or in, in broader terms? I have a feeling I'm gonna give an answer that a lot of artists give, right? Like it would be great to have more visibility for St. Louis and then also more venues for artists to, to show their work. When I was in Philadelphia, I really benefited from the artist run space community. And when I got here, I felt like there should be more of them in St. Louis. And I just, I just think there's a real, especially because there's, you know, there's a number of commercial galleries here, but I, I think that um, artists run space sort of add more mass to the art community, right? Um, so that's that's the thing I would want to see more of. Um, I think as far as like the international, like a national, international kind of profile, 
at least I think I've been here seven years and definitely I've seen more things happen here that have gotten attention, you know, like counter publics, conferences, stuff around the luminary. I mean, it's, I think that it's, it's definitely happening. It's just like, you want it to, you know, be more, more right. of that. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. What's something that you wish someone would ask you about your work that maybe you don't get asked very often? You know, I, I don't really have, I don't really have a question that I wish people would ask me. I have questions I wish people would stop asking me. <laughs> yeah, what are those? <laughs> Give us one. Yeah, but the thing is, is that these are totally valid questions. It's just like I've answered the question so many times, it's like boring, but it, you know, it's necessary. It's like, how do you make that? what is this a lot of it centers around the technology that I use to make my work and um you know it's I I've talked about it long enough where I know that there's a lot of confusion and that there's a certain point when I can't clarify it anymore and people will still be confused you know it's like oh are you that's you did that with photoshop it's like no not really <laughs> and then I'll go into a long ex explanation. It's like, oh, but you're good at Photoshop. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, questions of that nature, you know. Yeah. I wish I didn't have to. I know I I need to though, because it it does help contextualize what I'm doing and like the meaning of my work. Um, and then I guess finally, just what's your end game? What are you building towards? I just want to continue to be interested in what I'm doing. You know, like it's not, I think of being an artist as um, you go through cycles of being less interested in your project and then being more interested in your project. And and, and um, I think the trick is to figure out like when you need to stop doing things or when, you know, when you should like open the mental door and be more receptive to new ideas that you will let into the artwork. It, it's the things that have inspired me have not always been obvious at first. Um, it's hard to know like, oh, that's the thing that I should pay more attention to. Like usually being real, like being in a certain like state of relax in life, like makes me more receptive to new ideas. But, yeah. Well, I mean, that's, those, those are the questions, Tim. Thanks for, thanks for being here, man. Again, we appreciate it. Well, um, thanks for inviting me. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. A lot, of, a lot of great people have been interviewed by you guys. Five Questions is a program by Critical Mass for Visual Arts, a nonprofit self-formed visual arts collaborative dedicated to promoting, enhancing, and initiating contemporary visual art in the St. Louis region. You get it on iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us at criticalmassart.org slash five questions, on Twitter at criticalmassstl, and on Instagram at criticalmassart. This episode was with Tim Portlock and me, your host, Joe Colburn. It was edited by Sarah Hammond and produced by Brett Williams. Okay.